welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. I'm Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for 13 years, and I'm passionate about supporting our Second Amendment rights. In this podcast, we'll cover various topics related to the Second Amendment, plus any other topics of the day, some stories of history as well, and anything else that might be relevant. I uh, also might slip in a story or movie story occasionally, and I hope that you find this informative, and you can take it away, at least a little nugget each week, that of something that you didn't know. So I'm a little behind in getting to this episode because I'm in the middle of my summer baseball world tour. So last weekend I was in Longview and Tyler, Texas, and this upcoming weekend will be in Marshall, Texas and surrounding areas. And for you all that aren't familiar with Texas, that's out in the piney woods of Tex- East Texas, which is a, it's a beautiful area of the state. And I love it out there. The trees are tall, big and tall, but I am going to be spending the next few weekends in, in hotel rooms. So there are a lot of things that we could talk about this, in this episode. For example, this, another decision by the Supreme Court where John Roberts again showed his liberal colors. Or continue my cancel culture rant since now John Wayne Airport is being removed, being renamed because of John Wayne's some previous comments he's made. Or how the media keeps trying to uh, scare us that this spike in COVID is so terrible. But when you look at it, the deaths are actually going down and so on and so on and so on. But I thought I'd go back into history and talk about an early gun confiscation incident in the U.S. In my previous episode when I was ranting about the cancel culture and the, the slippery slope that it's been on, I also referenced how those Second Amendment supporters have been criticized for pushing back on reasonable gun control laws because they were what we refer to as a slippery slope. And by that I mean the bar keeps getting lower. For example, you know, why do you need a 30-round magazine? You can just use a 10-round magazine, and et cetera, and et cetera. And that the left has always said that the things that we, we talk about and, and are afraid of happening, that they would never happen. But what if I told you that there was an incident when the government did an organized gun confiscation, and it didn't end well? So let's go back in the early 1800s when the government was systematically pushing Native Americans from their land into quote-unquote Indian territories. It started during the Creek and Indian War where American soldiers took about 20 million acres away from the creek. Then Andrew Jackson and the Democrats supported a, uh, the Indian Removal and even signed an Indian Removal Act. It was considered a, a form of, of systematic genocide against Native Americans. The Plains Indians weren't as impacted as the Creek until the push to move west later in the century. An attempt at a, a peace, the Fort Laramie Treaty of 1851 was signed and it granted the Plains Indians 150 million acres. In 1868, when another Democrat came in office, the treaty was revised and reduced it to about 60 acres. Side note, isn't it always interesting how in, when we are looking at our minority cultures, how many of the negative things that have been done to impact them, either Native Americans or our blacks, that, that were done by the Democrats. But, but I digress. So as time went on, the Native Americans were pushed into smaller and smaller territories. And these territories ended up not having an, enough game and wildlife to, to support their, their people. So the Native Americans were encouraged to start developing farms, and so they became somewhat of an agricultural community as well. But things things were going bad. The, the, the Sioux people, for example, were starving. 
then there was a flu epidemic, and then there was a drought in 1890 destroying a whole season of crops. So as what happens when people are in a dire strait, they turn to their faith. And the Sioux turned to a dance that was called the Ghost Dance, and it started to spread through the Sioux Nation. And this was a dance that was a spiritual ritual, and it was supposed to be calling on the coming of their Messiah. It wasn't a war dance, but for those people that um, weren't familiar with it, it caused fear. So one person requested the U.S. Army to send troops because, and I quote, the Indians are dancing in the snow and are wild and crazy. So the 7th Cavalry was sent, and they arrived at the Sioux Nation around November, November the 20th. And then on December 15th, the cavalry tried to arrest Sitting Bull because Sitting Bull wasn't stopping this ghost dance. And also to remind you, Sitting Bull was a Sioux chief who had previously defeated the 7th Cavalry at the Battle of Little Bighorn, or Custard's last stand. During the attempt to arrest Sitting Bull, he was killed. So after hearing about Sitting Bull's death, the Lakota in Pine Ridge, they fled and the 7th Cavalry started to pursue them and intercepted them on December 28th. And on December 29th, the tribe was demanded to surrender all their firearms. So as rifles were being turned over peacefully, some men started a ghost dance, thus starting, and this caused an increase in, in the tension. And a few months later, things escalated, the cavalry opened fire on the Lakota, and over 300 Native Americans were killed, with half of being women and children. Now this did end the resistance, but the incident was covered up because there was Lexan coming around the corner. And the, so very few people actually they heard about it, and many of the members of the cavalry were actually awarded medals for their actions. Now, this was one of the very first federally sponsored gun confiscation, and it led to the death of nearly 300 unarmed people. So this is not a slippery slope I want to slide down. So. Uh, we need to continue to be mindful at, that history does repeat itself, and we, we do need to learn from our history. So thanks for listening, and as usual, if you like this podcast, subscribe and hit the like button. Also, I'm on Parlor now, so follow me at, at, at Jeff T. Dowdle. I'll put that on the show notes, getting off Twitter and moving to a more freedom of speech-oriented social media app. I've opened up our apparel store now, too, so I'll put um, put a uh, link to it as well. So if you want to support your Second Amendment by picking up a T-shirt or a hoodie, that would be great. And in case I don't uh, get to another episode this week, I hope everybody has a, a happy and a safe Fourth of July.